1: It's
2: a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.
3: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big-screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big-screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life.
4: Shop the Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy Sale and find 25% off the B-Box range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited
3: prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz.
5: This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ.
6: Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, Wednesday the 17th of August, we're in the middle of the week and well, Kempe and myself, we keep missing each other, he's in the studio and I'm back home in Tahi Christchurch, mōrēna Kempe. Mōrēna, brother, good to be back, sitting down here just having a bit of a
0: giggle, um, and a catch up of yesterday's show and a good listen, mate, was a good show yesterday, lots of really good mm. chat around... Sam Kane, I've just followed that back up again. I'm going to do some more stuff on that today. Um, Yeah, mate. Big show, mate. Ursic Joshua coming up. Lots of sport again this weekend. It's all kicking off.
6: It's all kicking off, Kempe, no doubt. Yeah, the big rematch. The big rematch. Anthony Joshua taking on Ukrainian Oleksandr Usyk, who will take seat on the throne alongside Tyson Fury. It's one of the most anticipated boxing rematches in history, taking on the rematch. Well, Christopher Walker from Desant will help preview the fight after 7 o'clock, and uh, looking forward to having a chat to him and seeing where, well, he potentially, this is going to be won or lost. Anthony Joshua, his longtime trainer, McCracken, gone. New trainer involved with Joshua. Does that help him? Will that change, Anthony Joshua? Will we see a different fighter? Oh, it's going to be a great fight for sure, taking on this weekend. Anyway, Christopher Walker, he's going to join us after 7 o'clock to preview that fight. And then following that, we'll chat to New Zealand's referee boss, Bryce Lawrence, about all things refereeing and the great initiative that New Zealand rugby are doing for past past referees dating back to the late 1800s. They're trying, uh, oh, we will let Bryce come on and explain it all, but they're doing some great things, um, capping, capped um, referees. They probably yeah, didn't get the recognition back in the day from NZR and uh, Bryce Lawrence is, is doing some great things. We'll also talk about refereeing and a couple of topical situations and moments that have been going on past and see where he's at with the refereeing uh, currently and uh, looking forward to chatting to Bryce. He's always up front and, and honest. So look forward to that. And then following after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Kendra Coxage. She's the most capped Blackfern of all time. And she doesn't look like she's slowing down anytime soon. Or is she? Kendra's in Christchurch preparing for their test match against Australia. And we'll join the show after 8 o'clock. And uh, there's a few whispers that she might finish up after the World Cup back here in NZ. Well, if she does, what a career. One of the greats, Kendra Coxage outstanding the little halfback all those halfbacks are little nidgity fidgety little things aren't they oh they love getting into people and winding people up and she's one of them but she's a good girl Kendra, so looking forward to that and then 8 o'clock uh, about 8.40ish Louie 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 close to purchasing his first house and I'm sure many out there including Louie will be looking forward to hear from Debbie from Property Apprentice, to see where the housing market's at. I'm actually uh, really interested in this one, because it's tough times out there. The, the housing market has fallen away big time. But, uh, Louis, close to purchasing your, your first house, mate, you and your partner, Shen. So big, exciting times for you, and uh, I'm sure many out there are in the same situation. So Debbie from Property Apprentice will join the show at on the timber bedpost text machine. Give us a text throughout the morning. or oh, even better. Joe from Guzzi. I know you're ready to pounce on that dial and give us a call, 0800-150-811, to have a chat to Kimpy, myself, or even Louie. And even if you want to chat to kids in the back room of, about Liverpool or the EPL, just let us know. Love to hear from you. Anyway, that's enough. Big show, that's. Big show. show. Louie, looking forward to a Wednesday Philip I'm pretty sure. How do we look at the Cambridge Synthetic? How do we look? Ah, I get excited by Wednesdays and we're heading to... It's really warm out here, boys. She's warm because she's flooding over the West Coast. I hope you're doing okay over, okay over there and you're staying safe. Whenever she's wet and horrible over the West Coast, it just pushes the nice warm air over to Christchurch. And so I walked out, she's warm and and beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting into spring, Louis. It's getting exciting. A couple of nice horses coming back. Should I get excited or just hold your horse, Daggy?
3: Well, there's always a chance that we'll find one this weekend. Look, I would say hold your horse for the Cambridge Synthetic, (laughs) personally, because I had a look through the fields as well. There's some even fields. Um, I did circle a couple that I think you could back, but in particular – this weekend, the Wink Stakes. The nice horses are starting to return in Australia. Yesterday, the trials at Avondale, there was some awesome trials there, and um, in particular, horses like Catalyst back there at the races again just starting mm. to go through their gears. And It was quite a heavy track, so don't necessarily want to read too much into it, but it was good to see some of the nicer ones trialling up yesterday. And Kempy, they're just around the corner, the real fast ones. We're not too far away from... Not this weekend. The next weekend, the Foxbridge Plate, which will have Butler in it for Al Sharrock. So we'll have to catch Ooh. up with the Shake next week. Yeah, I'll see him
0: this Saturday. Actually, I'm heading down to Taranaki after I get back from Hawkes Bay. Uh, got some work to do down there, so staying with Al on Saturday night. We at some bully, mate. And you're right, spring is just around the corner. Is he? This is the time. This is the time to get it full up. So let's just let's just be patient. All right, let's be patient. Let's be smart. Let's follow the form. And we got, we got a guy that sits okay. here every Saturday morning. He has to get it all ready for for mm. his show with, with one of the best in the game. And we'll just pick him off. We'll pick him off one by one.
3: That's right. I actually, I like that, Kempe. Is he? that's how we'll do it. We'll just pick him off. We'll just let the – because you know what happens? This is what frustrates me about my punting. You go through mm. periods where it's just so obvious. And you're like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, pick him off. Pick them off. And then you get excited and then you might push the boat out and you can't find something, so you get a bit silly. Well, I've, this spring I've written to myself a little bit of a manifesto about where we're going to be backing and where we're not going to be backing, and that's just me personally. But I encourage everybody to do it. It was quite a good process, quite confronting, looking at my punting habits about the last couple of years and where I was going wrong, but I'm going to be patient. Patience is the name of the game this spring, and I'm just going to pick them off for you, Izzy. Um, I... Think that I might need to be f- trying a bit harder to find the odd midweeker just to keep you and keep you head in the game.
6: Um. Oh, look, look! I've, you've just made me realise. Uh, you've just, you know, I just had a little light go off on my dome, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'm a cupboard punter. You know, you know how these those little cupboard cupboard eaters that just sit away at home and chip away and just eat food, and and then when they're out in the public, they don't really eat. You know, and they just they do it in secrecy.
7: Maybe I'm that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but, well, Look, potentially,
3: I think I know what you're saying there. Yeah, I like the analogy. I mean, yeah, maybe that's right. Uh, with that in mind, I actually do have two you can back today, so... That's right.
6: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are they? What are they? Oh, let's do it now. All right. Um, well, I've got them here. Well, look, I think the bit of the day, and it's but you're not getting any value for it because it was so obvious. Last start we backed it, and it just missed. Got to the lead a little bit early. One power, two fifty into two dollars again today um, for Stephen Ortridge. I just think it'll be the best horse in the race in race six and off its last mm. start over that. I wouldn't worry too much about the wide draw. I think it should be too fit, too good for them. And in race number four, Dun Eagle, Good barrier, best jockey, um, Opie Boss there over the 15.50. And for whatever reason, Sean Ritchie and Cole Murray's team have been absolutely loving the synthetic. So I don't know, some some trainers have just figured out how to train their horses on them, I think. So um, race number four, Dun Eagle, And race number six, one power They're um, two Best of the day And I would have A bet on each of them Personally so um, But yeah Don't come uh, crying uh, If they get done for second Like you people love
6: to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love getting into you Lily I love it I love it Okay I like that One power Done eagle Into a Red Vienna. Yeah, here, top we three. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, here we go.
3: Hey hey lads. D Day. D Day. You know, I was thinking about running a sweepstake today. What time of day do we find out who's gonna be coaching the All Blacks Ooh, against Argentina? What yeah. do you think, Kimpi?
0: Yeah. I uh, I woke up to that news again at three thirty when I was checking the 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 sports pages and was thinking about Fozzy and wanted to you know man how he feels I was wondering how he would feel does he, and
6: know? Does he know does he you know
0: maybe he I've been thinking that
6: too Kimpy. Mm. I've been thinking that like he's sitting at home and I'm thinking has he had the call mate it's a has horrible feeling pat on the pat on the back yeah you know have I made it look it just rings back to 2015 when I'm sitting there waiting have I made the World Cup and you get that dreaded call and it's like oh no mate honestly yeah I wonder if he knows it's Crazy times. But there's so many rumours floating around, eh, Kempi? There's a ton of rumours, a ton of, ton of memes that someone else has already signed, someone's already signed, Fozzie's going to stay onto the rugby championship. We just need to know. So, Louis, sweepstakes? Mm. You,
0: tend, you, tend to you, think, you tend to think with how close the coaches are to each other around the around the mutu that no matter what, they would talk to each other just out of... Um, from an integrity sp- space, you know what I mean. Like, if I was mm. really good mates with Louis, mm. yeah, and, uh, and some and someone came to me and and come came to me and said, <laughs> "Hey man, I'm you know I'm going to give you you know Louis's job, and I don't want you to talk to him until I've spoken to him." And I was his good mate. I'd be I'd be going <laughs> again. Nah, mate, I'm talking to him. You know, I <laughs> Louis, Look at Louis, <laughs> oh, you're my good mate, Louis. Just, oh, thanks, Yv, thanks, Yv. No, it. I know what you're
3: saying, but what if the geese, like yeah, what? <laughs> what if, like, Jason Holland and these guys or Liam McDonald, what if they've been essentially like, hey, yeah, this is happening, but you cannot let the cat out well, of the bag here? Well,
0: then, see, don't I go. don't think that's the best way to, personally, I just don't think that's the best way to operate because you're putting them blokes in a, in a really hard place to stand. You know, you're standing on their mana because you don't, what you're saying is, look, I'd, they're probably feeling, like, any bloke that's been in that position would be feeling for Fozzie right now. You know, you're, you're, you're heartless if you aren't. But they'd be feeling for Fozzie right now because of what he's been able to do up in Alice Park and, and just the way people have actually hung him out to dry over the last fortnight. So I know that there's a big call publicly. You know, the decision has been made a hell of a lot easier for the board of the New Zealand Rugby because of the public. The public have basically made the call. And it's really easy for them. And I'll tell you, this is what'll happen: they'll come out and say, "But you called it. We've we we we've made this decision because you've made it easier for us." But it's pretty hard for a person who who has a relationship with Fozzie to sit there and say, oh, "I'm," you know, "um," and I know this because this is what happened to me. All the boys there when when I got when I got punted from the Warriors knew I was getting punted, and none of them told me. Yeah, and. And I sort of had a little bit of a – I was a little bit annoyed with a few of them, especially a couple of my close mates. Um, but as soon as I as, – and I knew who they were because as soon as they, I got punted, they they came straight at to me and said, don't get lost to the league. Make sure you stay in it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Mm, really, you time to think really about really it. Really interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> um, you know what I'm like, Izzy. I'm a really deep thinker. And that sort of yeah. stuff, if they said that to me, being the person that I am – I would just have to say, man, I can't do that. Like you shouldn't have told me until you got your deal with Fozzie first, and then come and you know come and let me know, and then I can move into that spot, or just let me go and talk to
6: him. I reckon they've signed those, those coaches la- last week, after the first test, leading into the second test. Obviously, the performance that happened at the. Work out. Like, like Rob, Robinson thought they were gonna lose zone too. Let's be completely honest. He yeah. thought they were gonna go over and they lose both, and then it'll be an easy decision. Decision be made, and then you know we, we wouldn't be dealing with the situation. They obviously went over there, put on a performance, got the win. What it looked would have been a big slap in the face for Robinson to come out Sunday, five thirty in that horrible press conference, and do what he wanted to do. That's what I'm thinking. I think the coaches have, have signed. Yeah, and Fozzie's. Yeah, it's. Yeah, the riders on the wall, which is horrible, but that's my inkling. And so many rumours floating around. I don't know what to believe, but Louis, when are we going to hear it? Well, I don't know.
3: That's what I'm thinking about <laughs> running a sweepstake. Oh, look, so the board meets today. I mean, you know, the it's so ironic because he's tried mm. to come out and help us understand the process, I've got zero idea who actually makes the decision and how, like, logistically it's made on fr- Sunday night. This this five thirty press conference. I think the idea Kimpy was to make to be transparent and to make people kind of understand what was going to happen. But like, we're sitting here kind of theorising: when, who, how, have they, why they? There's <laughs> a million questions, zero answers. I think. I'm,
0: look. And this is where I'm really struggling to understand if they do make a change. Is like who's made the change? That's it. So the you know, the process. I'm guessing the process would be that the CEO is going to make a recommendation to the NZR board, and they and they okay it or or decline it. That's generally how that that process would work, but. Underneath that, like who's done the SWOT analysis on on what needs to take this game their forward?
3: High, uh, sorry, can and their
0: high-performance manager, P- like you said.
3: Paul Cully had an article in Stuff this morning. Mike Anthony, their high-performance manager, Paul Cully reckons he's out of the country on holiday. And then Gregor Paul in that press conference asked, have you had someone from New Zealand rugby's high-performance sector with the team in South Africa? And Analyzing and reports. He goes, not to my best of knowledge, and he said, "Are you? Are the coaches going to be reviewing themselves then?"
0: Yeah, and that's the, and this, see, this is the part where I'm, where I'm a little bit dark on it because, like, are you just saying that Mark Robinson makes the the decision? Like he hasn't got a a review process in place to say these are the reasons why? Or, and you're just saying, well, I'm making this decision because the public have called for it. That's, that's that's a little bit of a, a conundrum for me because what they should do is they should have specialists who you know are saying and advising this is what we need to do. You, you know, this is why Sam Cain's saying, like come and talk to us. We're the, lead, the, the leadership group, and we will tell you what's going on in the inner workings of the, of the team. That's part of your SWOT analysis. Now if you haven't done any of that, you're setting yourself up to fall again.
3: Yeah, it is interesting, Kimpi. And just rereading that, and Paul Cully's got some good mail, as those rugby reporters are, just rereading his uh, article that's gone up this morning. Here's the fourth part. The nine-person NZR board is poised to meet on Wednesday and voting intentions are thought to be ambiguous. With the Springboks victory giving some pause for thought on a question that looked settled just one week ago, exactly what Izzy is saying. He's also suggesting it is a vote which I think is very interesting and, and quite bizarre because these people on the board aren't rugby experts. And um, I'm sure that's what Sam Cain's kind of saying, banging the drum. All well, right. don't argue with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can't wait question of the day. <sighs> anyway, no one's actually going to have the sweepstake right down to the second. No one's going to get it right. We don't know. We'll just watch and follow it. James says, Looks like Louis isn't making it into Kempy's movie with his mates, then lol. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, James Thought it was a bit on the nose as well, actually Now, I can't wait Question of to the you can day produce today
6: it. You can produce it
3: though <laughs> Oh, re- I'll show resilience like Fozzy Here are the All Blacks being released for round three of the NPC lads Counties Monaco are getting Lalala, Dalton Papali'i, Hoskins Sututu Taranaki's getting Stephen Peterfetta Canterbury's getting Brayden Inor Northland's getting off offer Tomanga Farsi and Jack Goodhue. Wellington's getting Dane Coles. Tasman's getting Lister Fanganuku and SiVu Reese. Otago's getting Josh Dixon. Auckland's getting Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Bay of Plenty's getting Aiden Ross and Hawke's Bay's getting Falau Fakatava. What a roll call of players injected back into our NPC. So 0800 150 811 double eight double three the Kinarts phone line. Who? Are you most excited to see going around an NPC out of that lot this weekend? I've got my answer. Izzy and Kempi have theirs. They'll give it after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs> 27 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, RTS in Fakatava says, John, wow, what a roll call. Is he back into NPC? Shot in the arm for the comp, which, by the way, has started with a crack.
6: Mm, it's been great, mate. It's been so cool. I was actually going back and have a look at... Uh, yeah, the teams I picked. And you know, I was like, oh, man, this, this hasn't been a great start for, for Daggy, But, you know, it's not about the start. It's how you finish. <laughs> it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, yeah. Ken yeah. Nah, it's, so, man, uh, it's Man City versus Man United in this one. <laughs> it, is, it is. Hey, it's been um, it's been good. It's been great watch, mate. But uh, for me, Whakatawas, he's, yeah, it's going to be great to see him go back. That combination with Brad Weber. that one-two punch that they'll be able to add. But it's actually um, Jack Goodhue for me, Jack Goodhue. I, I want to see where Jack Goodhue's at with his body, his game. We haven't seen him since the Super Rugby finals. We haven't seen Jack Goodhue since Super Rugby finals. We don't know where he's at with his body. We don't know if he's.
3: So was he injured? Is you he? No. Was there any body uh, through? Like has he? Because he. There's no explicable reason why he wouldn't have taken part in an All Blacks test. He's right? had
6: a few. He's had a few niggles. Yeah, I think it's like calves and Achilles. You know when you just. When you're carrying, he's had long-term injuries for the last couple of years, and niggly ones, and when something's sore, you overcompensate on the other side. So I, I think it was like Achilles and, and calves, just little strains, which are, which are quite niggly for um, you know, high-speed athletes. So just for me, Jack Goodhue, just to see where he's at, just to put some more pressure on that midfield uh, rankings that probably had their best performance on the weekend, but just to add a bit more depth there and uh, see where he's at. So Jack Goodhue for me, Pete, you? Uh, RTS obviously
0: I think it's the first time he gets to go back into the NPC which is what he's missed and get some Mm. games I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that but really Stephen uh, Perifeta going back to Taranaki changes changes that side mate they end up going top of the table Oh, Kempi,
3: now you're having a laugh. I just got pumped by fifty. He can't turn that around. He turns it around. <laughs> hey, I hope you're comfortable being uncomfortable, because <laughs> that lucky team is, is is sketchy.
0: Come on, boys. That's Ta- why. That's why I put you in fourth. I didn't t- put you in twelfth. I put you in fourth.
3: Um, Canterbury. Oh, he's back. Canterbury has been extremely impressive. Uh, after a couple of slow years, you can just see a freshen up of mentality and, and a different coach and also just some of those senior players being back in there and I love seeing Billy Harman, those guys go around, that they really, this is kind of like what they really live for. So um, that's been good to see and Braden all back into that group is pretty scary. But what about Leicester Anuku and Sevier Reese lining up on the wings for Tasman? I don't think Tasman Ooh. are going to be going close this weekend. I think they'll be <laughs> I think they'll be going real good.
6: Yeah mate, like those quality coming back. <laughs> Lester fighting Severus Tasman will be welcoming them with open eyes. Up just messaged in Jack played for Northland last week. I didn't see that. Sorry. Sorry, mate. How'd he go? How'd he go? Is he is he looking good? Is he back to his best or or should we still give him a bit more time? i will make sure. Oh, I'm gonna watch that game this weekend. Northland. Hey.
3: Yeah, he came off the bench. We're here and, um, Yeah, but let us know, Abraham. 29 away from seven. Mm. There's also a text here um, from Tim the Teacher. Boys, what is your take on a couple of the articles written regarding the second test in South Africa being a quote-unquote Crusaders victory and Scott Robertson's fingerprints were all over it? Any thoughts? Cheers, Tim the Teacher. Wow. Actually... Kempi alluded to this kind of with the Jason Ryan effect yesterday, and you can go to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast our podcast channels. We'll give that, we'll put that to Izzy after this. So here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together, we shaping and building New Zealand. Stay there, Tim, and you are here. Izzy, react to that on the other side.
7: indies starting Thursday on ACNZ. <laughs>
3: seven minutes away from seven o'clock this morning. Looking forward to talking some boxing up after seven o'clock. A message came through from Mark Early Doors. Morning boys, in my opinion, AJ is going to need to knock Usyk out. But Usyk's the far better boxer out of the two, Mark. Mark, I think you're probably not too far off the money there. Will be really interesting to see this one unfold. LoveRacing.nz in just a wee but We'll have a look at the synthetic meat going on today. But is he? When you saw the crew, uh, the All Blacks, in the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> whoops, that was totally unintentional. Seriously, uh, did you notice some things, some fingerprints over from the
6: Crusaders? Uh, yeah, you, when you think about it more thoroughly, you kind of yeah, yeah, they did start taking over, and you you start seeing resemblance from twenty seventeen. We went over there and uh, and won the Super Rugby title, first team to win it in South Africa from over these ways. So. Um, yeah, you could see it. Like, the, the boys had been there. And you need those guys that have experienced South Africa, have been in, in those heated moments. And you can either, when you look at the big moments, the, the ch- defining changing moments, game-changing moments, the ones that were really there and in, involved were, were Crusaders. But look, you, you could buy into it a lot more than you probably should. You know, it'd be easy to just say, like, this Crusaders footprint. But it was a team effort, for sure. It was just... Lucky that the the boys that were on the park at the time were Crusaders. So look, yeah, I do get what Paul Kelly's saying. He's got a job and he's <laughs> going to write it, and people are going to read it and go, "Wow, yeah, oh, he's right." um But I think it's more than that. It was it was a collective effort. Yeah, no, I
3: think it was Duncan Johnson, and actually, of all people, um, mm. we don't even say his name, uh, initials MR, because most of the stuff he writes I can't really get my head around. Um, here's one from Charlie. Morning, lads. If CRO Robinson was a Labour min- member, he'd be guest for bullying. Absolutely gutless leadership shown by him, allowing Fozzie to be tormented with possible termination through Robinson's indecisive leadership is cowardly. Shame on you, New Zealand rugby. Wow. Yeah,
0: one, it's sort, it's sort of, um, what do you call it, like, this public, this whole public um, perception has driven that, I think, the decision-making process, which is really dangerous, you know, This, and I only say that is he because of the silence. Like, the silence is deafening. It's, like, really deafening. You don't get to hear anything, and then all of a sudden... At the 11th hour, you get a, f- a 5.30 um, press conference from a CEO who doesn't really give you anything because I think, like you said, there was actually something else that was meant to happen and then it goes dead silence again. And no one knows today, well, what's going to happen? And I think it's been driven by public perception. And and what they're trying to do is they're trying to appease everybody as opposed to going through a proper process and doing it right. And for me, that's where Fozzie's been um, let down. I think he's been he's been let down big
6: time yeah totally agree Kippie. and look I, I was thinking about it yesterday like we're so vocal about mental health in this country and and, and things like that and you know we're always ones to front it but then we're, we're so quick to forget about that and, and do the opposite so yeah it's been a difficult time and and um we'll find out more throughout the day watch the space and uh see where we're going and and see what we're about to do. But there's a quick message here, Louie. I'll just send a quick message for, for Izzy while you're on the subject of selection. Do the ABs really find out at the same time as us via the score naming on TV or radio? Or do you guys receive phone calls? What's your good and bad experiences in your time, Izzy? Uh, yep, we do, actually. There's from Josh. Josh, yeah, we find out just like you all. Uh, watch TV. Don't get an inkling uh, before the team's name. You just watch TV. What, listen to the radio, however you get your selections, and that's how you find out. The only reason you'll find out earlier, and this is why you get a bad experience, Josh, is uh, Steve Hansen or, or Ian Foster ring you up and say, look, he you haven't made it. <laughs> so if you get that dreaded phone call before the team's named, mate, just don't pick it up. You know, just just leave your phone off on silent and uh, <laughs> give him a message later and say, sorry, mate, I missed your call. What's up? Uh, because you haven't made it. But, yeah, it's it's a special every single time. Every single time, Josh, you find out just like every, everyone else, and it's a, it's a special occasion. Nice, Izzy. That's really good insight. Tim, last one here on the Rugby for Now, uh, double eight, double
3: three. Eight of the 14 on the field when Bowden Barrett got uh, sin-binned were Crusaders players. Foster has been belligerent in not picking Crusaders as leaders in the team. When it was forced upon them, we win. Interesting, Tim. I know who Did, you said... Se-
6: do we get a sense that like he's doing it on purpose, uh, Louis? Do you do you feel that too? Do you feel like he's trying to not have an inf- a Crusaders influence on the Ultras?
3: Yeah, look, this is a, it's a yeah, it's a really interesting question because it might not necessarily be conscious, but. Let's face it, he has the who's his biggest competitor as a coach, and who was the guy he beat yeah. out for the job? Scott Robertson. Yeah. So, so much of it, and probably a lot of it subconsciously, will be wanting to prove that he can win on his own and he's not just using the Crusaders model with the guy who's the next in line for his job breathing down his neck using that model. And when you have guys like Rich, I've got no doubt that it's probably a, a big part in having Sam Kane as the captain over Sam Whitelock, and probably a big part in um, maybe, you know. Less, persisting with Bowden Barrett a little bit longer than going to Richie Morgan. but at the same time, you can't. I'm not going to come out here and say that Ian Foster is being um, knowingly and and wittingly leaving play Crusaders players out of the squad against what's best for the team because I'm not insane, and no coach wants to. No, not at all. No coach would ever do that, but it might be subconscious. If you know what I mean, Kimby. No,
0: well, mm. look, you look what. You look on the other side of the corner, look on the NRL and what Freddie Fitler did with the Penrith boys, bringing Matt Burton in to, um, to fill that position and centre up with um, Brian Toor on that left edge, you know what I mean? Like What you're doing when you're selecting teams is you're selecting the best players in the positions and the combinations to make sure they can go out there and get the job done. Now, if that's the Crusaders' back row and they are better as a unit than an individual, then he's going to select it that way. That's what a really good coach would do. So it's about putting those, those. I don't think you go, oh, he's a crusade, I'm going to leave him out, I need to get a mix right. I think back in the old days they did do that. Oh, actually, I know for a fact that they did that. Like in rugby league, when they picked the Kiwi team, for instance, they were picking blokes from a certain area and go, well, we need one from Waikato and we need one from Taranaki. And, and you look in and go, how the hell did that guy get in there? You know what I mean? So I think the modern day coach is all about getting the mix right. Now, if there are yeah. eight crusaders that are on the pitch at that time, that mix was right. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say, well, I need to make sure that eight's on the pitch more more often than not. Yeah?
3: Yeah, no, I totally hear what you're saying. And, and I'd, Izzy, I'd like to think. I mean, it's a really interesting question because there's a whole lot of psychology involved with it. I, I'd like to think yeah. that's not the case at all.
6: But uh, look, it's got me thinking because everyone that I talk to, all the teammates, all, all rugby players around the country that don't play for the Crusaders, absolutely hate us. And I guess, you know, <laughs> like that's – honestly, that's that's how it is. And it, it's got me thinking maybe the coaches have got that. if they constantly select Crusaders, will they get, you know, will they get hounded or will they get, you know, Will it just you know, turn into an absolute shambles? So, look, yeah, it's got me thinking. Yeah, AD. and that's
3: and I I get you because is there a little bit of unconscious bias going on and subconscious bias, potentially? But like
6: Kempi, pick the best team that is available. It doesn't matter where they're from.
3: And wait, look, maybe that's what Tim was alluding to there. Eight of the 14 on the mm. field were Crusaders at the end of the game. They clicked. They got it. Yeah. Wh- we had Fletcher Newell on the field. You had Richemble. You had... Um, you know, Will Jordan out there not that you didn't in general but you know, whatever. 18 away from 7 interesting thoughts boys. I hey, love racing.nz we don't have time to go in detail now but just to reiterate, go there, watch the form, do the form, come on, don't just have a bet, don't be lazy, go do some form but for me, race 6, 1 power, race 4, eagle. I'm hoping Eagle races in that race and not the other one with Opie boss on, um, they're my two best beats best bets, race 6, 1 power race 4, Eagle today at the Cambridge synthetic 0800 150 811 Willamette Travel wants to get you to the Gold Coast 500. Come on. Come don't on. scared. Don't. Why are they scared is he? I don't know bro they just. I don't know. Because you're like, a crusader. It's, easy oh, it's tough today too. Ooh. It's a tough one. Kez has been working hard. 17 away Ooh. from 7 quizzy dag after this. <laughs>
6: it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most? It's Quizzy
4: Dag, we're going to the go. All
6: right, Anton, I'm coming in with an 145 kilometer <laughs> Yorker. Are you ready? Uh,
4: Not really, bro. <laughs> here we go, brother.
6: <laughs> Question number one. Which Knights player is set to be suspended alongside Caleb Ponga?
4: Oh, uh, not the two that got dropped. Uh, no. So I think Kurt Mann.
6: Kurt Mann is correct. Question number two. Here we go. A little outside off Seema. Which NPC side for. will... Re- <laughs> Which PC <NBC laughs> side will release AB Aiden Ross? Will release AB Aiden Ross play for? Aiden
4: Ross. Uh, Five, four. Stevens.
6: Stevens is correct. Question number three. Liverpool star signing Nunes was recarded yesterday for a headbutt. Which footballing legend was sent off for a headbutt in 2006 World Cup final? A who wrote
4: this quiz? Then it ends at hand.
6: Oh, it's hard. <laughs> there he is. Question number four. You, you, you're on four not out at the moment. Here we go. Three not out, I must say. Where yeah. will Joshua and Usyk two be held? <laughs>
4: uh, I got to from that. on that one.
6: Return
0: of the
4: <laughs> Mac. Return of the Mac, Manchester. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. No, it's not Manchester. Sorry, Anton, you've been bowled out for three. Have a good day, mate. You too. We're gonna go, Luke from Dunedin. Luke, morning. Good morning. How are we guys? Good, thank you. Where will Joshua Usyk two be held? Um, Saudi Arabia. Which city?
0: Ooh. Jeter. Yeah. yeah. Jeter. Jeter.
6: Good work. Okay, question number five. <laughs> question number five to bring it on, Lukey. Great question. New Zealander Jack Lovelock won the gold medal in the 1500 metre at the 1936 Olympic Games. Which city hosted the games that year?
5: Oh, I have to have a clue on that one.
0: Ooh. Five. Okay, it's a, it's a form of an aeroplane.
1: Five. Do it. Do it in.
7: Oh. <laughs> How did you get that?
6: <laughs> How did you get that?
5: Oh mate, you know. You're in, the, you're in the teaching profession, you uh, you know a few things.
3: Yeah, we do know, uh, Luke. We, we, yeah, you're right. We we do know. What school are you at, Luke? Teachers are honest, though, eh? Oh, I not
5: do that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's
5: right.
3: That's right. Eight away from seven. Why not Luke? We'll throw him a $50 TAB bonus bet as well for his troubles. He's in the drawer again. We've only got just over two weeks to get you in the drawer for our trip to the Gold Coast 500. Has it been confirmed how many bags you've got to check in for the trip Is it? you you Ah, uh, two. Okay, yeah, right. i to
6: take two. So I've got golf clubs in a suitcase.
3: Okay, so you've got your golf clubs in a suitcase. Kimby's got a surfboard yep. going to go smack up D-Bar while he's over there as well. Um I'll just be got, at the bar. Got my
6: pluggers. Yeah. Got my pluggers too. I
3: might go to the Sunshine Coast, watch some racing, see Sammy Collett ride right, a couple of winners. So who wants to come? All you got to do is play Dag every morning and uh, well, one morning is all you need. And if you win it, you're in the draw, that draw to be done pretty soon. Seven away from seven. A couple of good texts to close out the hour here on Izzy and KB for breakfast, SCNZ. Coming up to 7am this morning, here's a text for you and a couple of them are, are pretty good. I think you guys are stretching it to say I was trying to steer away from the Crusaders. Give the man a bit more credit. Go or stay? He had to be his own coach to get where he got. Maybe it was on a level too far and promoted past the skill level Peter Peter Mack. Okay, Peter, oh, look, I hear what you're saying there. And we, look, it was more of a, it was just a half a thought, wasn't it? As you weren't actually saying yeah. that this was happening.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was just half a thought, and um, yeah, it just got me thinking. You know, was he trying to stay away with the captaincy? Well, to Sam Kane instead of White uh, Whitelock. Yeah, look, there's a few things that you could probably think about, but not not saying that he was 100% doing that for sure definitely not no way um, yeah
3: hi everyone I think that I'd be this uh, I think the CEO had uh, cancelled the press conference and would have also looked dodgy again so he just fronted badly mm. it's a cringy lack of governance yeah but the thing is Kemp there wasn't one organised
0: no no and like like I think as he, as he alluded to I think it was about something else and he just couldn't call it off and try to go out there and thought he was better than the media and they Asked him some really good <laughs> questions, and he couldn't answer them. It was just really, it, I like the word cringy. Cringy, lack of, yeah, mm. cringy it, governance.
6: But it's been like that for a little while, isn't it, Louie? Totally has. Yeah. It has been. It has been, boys. We're going to talk some boxing after 7 o'clock with Christopher Walker coming on. Have a chat to him about the Joshua Usyk rematch. Who's going to take that out? But I'm going to go get me a McCafe coffee about that. Are you boys going to get one? Anyway, here's Aroha with the news for Kibota? Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Busy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ Wednesday, the 17th of August, it's just after 7 o'clock. Hope you're having a good morning wherever you are, the coffee's tasting good, mine's about to arrive, the beautiful family will walk in shortly and deliver my McCafe flat white. Ooh, yummy, hopefully a wee hash brown on the side. No, no, Daggy, you're shredding, none of that. But uh, coming up ahead, we're going to talk to Bryce Lawrence shortly. We're going to chat to him, referees, boss for NZR. Uh, They've got a great initiative at the moment. All the referees from back in the late 1800s to the late 1900s, there's many of them, I think there's about 36 of them, haven't been capped or recognised for their services to the game. And uh, that is what Bryce Lawrence is doing at the moment. He's trying to find family members or... Anyone that's involved with the referees from past, i will just show some recognition and thank them for their services. So Bryce Lawrence will join the show after 7.40ish. And then Kendrick Cox here after 8 o'clock to chat all things Blackburns. They got a test match this Saturday, taking on the Wallaroos, the Australian counterparts. Down here in Ōtutahi Christchurch, it is freezing. It, well, it was freezing yesterday. It's a bit warmer today. Uh, but the girls have been uh, riding amongst us, seeing them video snippets of them playing, ju- uh, doing the judo, in the judo dome, dojo, I must say, in the dojo there, doing some uh, judo tackling throws, a bit of wrestling, some innovation there from Wayne Smith. So looking forward to that one, Kempi. It's going to be uh, a good crack to see where these girls are at. It was, they've had a... They, honestly, from watching... From previous years to now, all the resources have been thrown in, which is fair enough. They've got a big World Cup this year, but mate, the, the, the signs are pretty, uh, pretty positive at the moment from what I'm seeing. Only seen a few things on social media, but they're looking good at the moment. And yeah. and, and the fire Palmer, how good is that?
0: Oh yeah, it was awesome. It still it still mm-hmm. is. It's um you know everyone knows as the resources are are going to be um really important if they are to get up to that World Cup and. Uh, mm. That like I mean get up to the pinnacle of that World Cup. So um, yeah, I, I think there's been a massive improvement. The wrestling part of it, you know, that's Wayne Smith's coaching. He's he's <laughs> given them that belief and and all that uh, all that coaching that that they need when they get out on that football field. But I got a good feeling about it all. I think um, you mm. know talking to Kendra this morning will will get a, again a, an indication of how they how she thinks she's travelling. She's been there for 60 tests, so um, mm. you know, not new to the success, and she's not. You know, she's not new to um, the failures of that that team. So a good gauge, a good a good conversation this morning with Kendra.
6: Yeah, looking forward to that one. Kempy coming up. We're gonna talk some boxing shortly, but I'm just gonna read a few of these messages on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Keep them coming through, double eight, double three, the whole current setup is a bit like a bizarre love triangle. Scott Robinson's right hand man is now in Razor's key is Razor's key competitor, i. e. in Ian Foster's camp. How does that work? How much does Jay share about what's happening in the All Blacks when he meets Razor for a pint? Just a thought. Cheers, Tim the teacher. Um, very interesting thought there, <laughs> Tim. They are very good mates, and still to this day, they are still good mates, and, and they've been together for a hell of a long time. They've, they've achieved so much over the years. Um, but I, I, I'd hope professionalism would steer its course and hold its course in this situation. He is coaching the All Blacks, He's come out and stayed there. He's on the All Blacks ticket, and that's what he's doing at the moment. And on that ticket has been led by Ian Foster. So I would hope so. And, and knowing Jason, the professional, the the trusting bloke that he is, uh, I just I just only can I say that I'm sure he'll be keeping a professional in this kind of situation, Tim. Uh, but hey, you never know. I could be wrong. But I uh, think yeah, great message. Yeah, there's another one here from yesterday. Actually, Kempi. We can have a week dabble into this, because we didn't really talk about it. Um, the NRL mm-hmm. must be up there as the worst competition in the world for allowing illegal activity. Mm-hmm. Ponga will get a slap with a wet bus ticket and an inconsequential fine. Look at Munster. Last year, he was on the verge of being sacked over the white powder scandal. Now he's looking at signing the richest deal in NRL history at one five, 1.5 million a season. Rugby league has an optics issue. Being a sport popular with the lower social economic population, these people are vulnerable and need good role models. Yeah,
0: well, and they are role models, and and don't you know don't think otherwise. So you know, setting bad examples across the board, the NRL must be doing, you know, their heads in at the moment, having kittens. I know that they sent the uh, the drug testers up to Newcastle yesterday to, to test the test the two players' um, concern to make sure that they can rule that out or rule it in. But yeah, like I, I totally agree with the slap on the wrist um, behaviour. In, in, in a lot of instances, where you are probably got the biggest professional competition in Australasia. They, would you say that, the NRL? Over 26 yeah. weeks, over a length of time, it's the biggest competition in Australasia, and yet they just continually come up with the same stuff uh, year in, year out. I'm talking um, to my partner last night about it, just, you know, we love to, you know, what would you do, how would you fix it, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, we, we got right down drilling down to um, parts of your salary being put aside into a, like a KiwiSaver type account mm. that went back into psychologists tapping into into their mental skill um, um skills that left players with tools that they could use when they get into situations and decision making especially. So you would invest in a in a Kiwi Saver type account which you accessed all of these areas of um mental skills, physical skills, all the all the stuff associated with being a professional athlete. Obviously on this occasion, Izzy, they just made a bad decision. Mm. You know? Mm. And and when alcohol and drugs are involved, you have got to make bad decisions, especially if you're an athlete. Well, what were they thinking? Of, were they thinking there's no cameras anywhere? <laughs> You'd hope so in the toilet. <laughs> you carry a TV. You, know? you carry a TV around with you, twenty four seven. You
6: know, yeah, it's, it's just crazy it's
0: crazy. To, it's crazy today to think what they you what they even,
6: do. Yeah, you can't even think you know, just understand what they're doing. But uh, what okay. I know, Louis, what do
3: you... Well, it, well uh, K- I was just, Kimpy. like you are saying the Kiwi saver. I, I like I like that model of let's put money aside to um, make sure that these players can be looked after. But the like, NRL's a profitable beast. Like, where are they in this? Like, this is, these are their response. Players are their responsibility at the end of the day. This is their product. Oh,
0: that's, that's what I mean. So where we got to with the conversation was that you said, right, you know, not just the not just the NRL, but you're talking player managers and players. So you've got a, anyone
3: that's making a profit should be 100%. Pay, paying
0: to this. So the NRL pay into it, the player agent pays into it, the player plays into it, and it accesses all this um, health and well being around the player. And I just think it's something they they seriously need to look at in professional sport. You know, if you've got if you've got a model like the NRL and you're continually, you know, putting out bushfires, then fix it. Stop band putting a band aid on it.
6: Mm, it'll be interesting we'll come back to this conversation lads I think but it's just Do they quickly Kempi, do they just do urine tests or, or hair testing in NRL oh
0: mate back in my day it was just urine tested. Um I've I got no idea how they do it these days
6: so in the rugby it's it's hair testing and it's in your hair for over 100 days so you can't get away with it so maybe that's where they go if they're only doing urine it's their own problem they've got to bring in the hair test and then that'll, that'll stop the players from doing it anyway Let's talk to boxing. One-two punch, uppercut. Here we go. It's one of the most anticipated rematches in boxing right now. The man who claims he's a born winner, Anthony Joshua, looking for redemption after being demoralized by Ukrainian Alexander Usyk. The fight has a huge amount riding on it with both men. With Tyson Fury defiant in his retirement, best heavyweight in the division could be up for grabs. Christopher Walker lives and breathes his stuff with his own... And he back, he's back on the show, and we're lucky to have him.
2: Walks, how you doing, mate? How's it going, guys? It's okay? Good morning.
6: Good morning, mate. Appreciate you coming on the show and shedding some light of what fireworks we're expecting this weekend, mate. Rematch two. The hype is real. How are you feeling?
2: Yeah, I'm really excited for the fight. I've been excited <laughs> since the fight got announced, I've, I think. The first fight delivered with a a result that not really a lot of people expected. The second mm. fight, I don't think it's
6: Yeah, yeah, okay.
3: Bang bang. You, you know, uppercut. Your uppercut rattled the phone line. I knocked him out. That, I knocked you, them out. You, Sorry. You rattled, <laughs> yeah, uppercut <laughs> right, right at the phone line. We'll see if we can get walks back there. Um the first fight where he was going though not necessarily many people expected it but you know by the end of it where you in the say the 10th 11th 12th rounds he was absolutely pummeling him and they actually reckoned that his corner told him not to knock him out like hey eh? yeah they reckon that they reckon that they said don't because Joshua had went down he got back up And it looked like Usyk just kind of in the last stages just kind of took the foot off the throttle a wee bit like, hey, let's keep him alive for a rematch, you know?
0: You know how you can watch those um, previews, you know? They did them so well, don't they? The Americans, they talk over the top of the fight and they take you back in um, in behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff, mate. Yeah, what a what a fight. They pr- produced an epic um, production on that first fight.
3: They they do it so well. we got walks back on the line. Sorry, mate, we'll pick up where you left off, but just around the styles of these two guys, it probably makes for an interesting rematch, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, I think that there's so much on the line. I, I think yusuk has got to prove that the first fight wasn't a fluke. He's, he's capable of, of dominating Anthony Joshua again, and I think for Anthony Joshua, he, he's got to prove that he's still the man of heavyweights. He's already lost his titles once before to Andy Ruiz. He lost them to Yusuf last year. He become a three-time heavyweight champion, but the road back to being heavyweight champion is going to be a long one. If he loses the fight for the second successive times, Yusuf.
6: Mate, new coach. He's got a new trainer. He's. Are we expecting a new Joshua? And and what are you expecting in his fighting style? Always knowing him to be a power puncher. You know, just try and really dominate with the reach but are we expecting a different style of fight from Joshua?
2: I think, in his mind, he'd like to approach the fight differently. He'd like to be more aggressive. I I think you might see a quicker start from him, but the problem with someone like Yusuke is that he can adapt to so many styles. He he was an undisputed cruiserweight champion. He's made the jump to heavyweight so successful. There's probably not and he hasn't seen, so he'll probably be expecting a quick start from Joshua, but it's whether Joshua can maintain that and if that quick start doesn't bring no success early on, then it just plays into Usyk's hands.
0: Yeah, he, d- he didn't move too well, did he, in that first fight um, up against Usyk and Usyk p- plugged him a number of times, won that, won that unanimously. Do you think the body shape uh, um, and the speed of Joshua, it's going to have improved um, from the first fight?
2: I think he'll just bank on being more aggressive. I, I think I think there's there's people who are, are going to be in Joshua's ear basically telling him to put it on Yusuf from the first bell. I think in that first fight, Joshua did try and maybe overthink it just a little bit by trying to prove he was just a good a boxer as Yusuf. That was probably the wrong approach. But just being aggressive isn't going to be enough. He's got to be smart with it. He's, he's got to be tactical. He, he's got to fight at the right time. He's got to have best at the right moments because if he just goes in gung-ho and and, and tries to get Usyk out of there early and Usyk takes his best shot and weathers that early storm, I don't think he's going to be able to last the 12-round pace as the fight goes on.
6: Yeah, that last fight, um, Usyk went in with just a real aggressive mindset. He's obviously the smaller man, hasn't got as much reach as as Joshua, and that would tend to scare most fighters, and they'd be apprehensive to get in there, otherwise they'd get boxed out. So you're expecting um, Joshua... Joshua to get in there and just start using the jab, using his reach, just keeping him at distance and then looking for the power punch. What what do you you think? If he's going to get the job done, Joshua, what round?
2: I think Joshua's got to win the fight in the first eight rounds. I I think if he's going to go in there with a quicker approach, trying here, I I don't think he can maintain that pace for 12 rounds. I, I think ever since he fought Wildemir Klitschko, I think back in 2017, I think there's been a more cautious approach from Joshua, but it's, it's too cautious. He, he likes to fight at his own pace, and someone like Usyk's not going to let him do that. I, I think if Joshua's to get this, if, if he's to get the victory, it, it needs to be by knockout, and it needs to be before the end of the eighth round, because if he's still in there then, and he's put everything into the fight, it's going to tell in the final third, and I think that's where Yusuf will come on strong.
0: Yeah, he's super fit, and we've seen that in all those matches that he's had. Um... There's talk that Frank Warren's pushing out Fury if, uh, to fight the winner. What, what's the talk up there? you think Fury is, is going to step into the ring and fight the winner of this fight?
2: I think trying to second-guess Tyson Fury is one of the hardest roles in boxing. Uh, I, don't, I don't even <laughs> think Tyson Fury knows what he's going to do next <laughs> himself. I've seen an interview with, with Eddie Aarne recently, and it, it kind of made sense where Eddie was saying that because it's a big fight... Joshua Usyk, and it doesn't involve Fiore. Fury. Fiore's just trying to make himself relevant and try and take some of the the the, the spotlights away from Joshua and Usyk who were fighting on Saturday. But I don't know. I, th- I think if he gives up the WBC belt, I think more people might take his retirement serious. But mm. I, I think there's plenty of options there for Tyson Fiore. A, a fight against the winner, even a fight against the loser. If the loser's Anthony Joshua, it's going to be a big fight in Britain. He's got stuff going on with the WWE. He's, he's challenging UFC fighters all the time. Uh, even if we have seen the last of Tyson Fury in a boxing ring, I, I don't think we've seen the last of Tyson Fury as the personality.
6: Yeah, the entertainment factor. Tyson Fury, I love it, man. He is so random as they come. And one of our very own is right on his doorstep, Joseph Parker, doing some random yeah. things. Hey, quickly, just just on um, Usyk. Has, has he had a full and proper preparation for this fight? Because... He was over there defending his country in Ukraine. Yeah. The reality is, he was fighting a war for his for his people. So, is he ready?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. I've I've spoken to people who've been in the ring with Yusuf. I've, I've spoken to people who've been around him, and the one thing they say is just how mentally strong he is. I I don't think he'd take this fight if if what was going on in Ukraine and the tragic events there. If what's going on there was going to affect him there'd be no way that he'd be in this fight. I think he'd give the world titles up and no one could really blame him if he did because obviously the priority is probably with his homeland at the moment. But people you speak to about Alexander Yusuf, they all say the same thing. He's mentally strong. And I think if you look at what he's achieved in boxing so far, Olympic gold medalist, undisputed cruiserweight champ, he's made the transition to heavyweight and, and took three titles off Anthony Joshua. You don't do that without having a little bit of something about yourself.
6: Is he mentally strong or what, mate? It's, you know, any man can get in the ring, or well, not any man I can get him there, but not anyone can go and fight a war for their country like he has done uh, with the Klitschko brothers as well, mate. Tay, uh, Chris, we appreciate you coming on the show. Just quickly before we let you go, who wins?
2: I'm gonna say Yusuf. I, I, I think I think Joshua will will start quick. He'll be ahead of halfway, but I, I just think the effort that he's going to put into the fight, it's going to cost him later on. I expect you to, have to take over and probably force some late stoppage around 11-12. Around Ooh,
6: there you go. You heard it from the man himself. Go on, the TAB. Bet responsibly, 11-12. and oh sick win. Coming from Christopher Walker over there in the UK. Appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Thank you so much. And... Uh, yeah. Good luck for the for the next couple of weeks, a big couple of months for boxing over in the UK. Thanks very much, bud.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care have a good day. There's
6: Christopher Walker talking all things boxing. He's predicting Usyk in the 11th and 12th round. That has always been Joshua's downfall, isn't it, be Just a big man gets to the latter rounds and probably just tires a wee bit. Um, just wavers and 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 just gets picked apart. in you know, yeah, his losses
0: anyway. Yeah, he's a good boxer. So you know, like he's got mm. good skill. They talked about him down in um, the weight below, and and then he's come up to heavyweight, and he's just torn it apart. You know, with his speed and his endurance, and he's a bit cumbersome, Joshua. You know, like he's standing there and he's stepping into punches all the time. He's not moving around. Light on his feet, Nusik's just picking him off, left, right and centre. So that's why I asked the question around body shape and speed, you know, like footwork. He needs to move, otherwise Usyk's going to do the same and just wear him down.
3: Three dollars seventy-five. Alexander Usyk to win in round seven till twelve. Tab.co.nz. Three dollars seventy-five. You can think he stops him. That seems like a smart bet. Uh, Usyk bet. on points or decision is two dollars seventy-five. You also think he's going to win, but won't get that knockout. I think it'll be right on the fringe. Adam says. War Usyk thinking Joshua will try to open up more than the first fight, but that just opens him up to being caught by Usyk. Usyk KO round six to seven for me, lads. So there you go, right on that button there as well. Uh, Six to eight. It is paying. What have we got? Alexander Usyk five to six is twelve dollars. Seven to eight is nine fifty. Three rounds. Six to eight. Oh, bear with me. Sorry. Six to eight. This is great radio. This is great radio. About (laughs) six bucks. (laughs) About six bucks. About six bucks. 23 minutes past six. odds. That's all I want to know. (laughs) Yeah. Here with Give Us Warehouse. Great savings every day. Looking forward to that fight this weekend. And we're catching up with Joseph Parker tomorrow. So that'll be on the podcast channel tomorrow, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. You won't be able to listen to it on the radio because we'll have cricket commentary. So you have to go to our podcast, track it down, and then we'll play it back on the radio on Friday. So a little bit of a podcast exclusive with Joseph Parker tomorrow. 24 minutes past seven. Back with Kempi's Off the Back Fence after this.
6: Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp.
3: Looking at
0: my old team's dramas with their skipper Kalen Ponga and what Sam Kane with the All Blacks has been through has really brought to light the many facets of leadership both on and off the field. While Sam deflects the many detractors and at the same time leads his team to an historic win, Kalen is fighting an NRL integrity unit battle to keep his name out of the line light. Tale of the tape, Sam has been resilient, open and transparent yet finds having to bat away the entourage of haters while doing his very best on and off the field. And on the other hand, Kaelin, while well, concussed, thinks a night out whilst battling concussion to sell a house purchase while his teammates are being battered is okay. Both very different scenarios, but insight into what leadership looks like and the many challenges facing a skipper. What would be good to know is if someone could shed some light on the process of electing a skipper in the modern day's game. Are they manufactured, given the time to grow into the role, or are they just given a job? You're the best guy we got, so to say. Being thrust into a skipper's role should be taken more seriously, I think. Best players in a team shouldn't be a criteria, sh- uh, should be a criteria or passage of right to the captain's role, for instance. Kalen obviously has been given a role he's not ready for. I want to commend Sam Kane. Stood up when his back was against the wall. And has never shirked his duty. Yep, he's not Richie McCaw, but who
6: is? Take Off a bow, Sam. Off the back hand. fence with Tony Kemp.
3: Half past seven. Here is Ardhart the news for Kabota, together with shaping and building New Zealand. The other side, Izzy, in your reaction. Double eight, double three, and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Sam K never shirked his duty. What say you? Back to react after this. <laughs> SENZ, we're 27 minutes away from 8am this morning. We're going to talk to Bryce Lawrence about capping our international referees in just a wee while. But a couple of sports headlines to get to you this morning with Gull fueling your mission all year round. We're getting players released back into the MPC competition after time with the All Blacks. Counties have got Nepo Lalala, Dalton Papali and Hoskins Satutu. Taranaki's going to take back Stephen Perafeta. Canterbury's got Braden Enor. Northland's got off Toanga Farsi and Jack Goodhue resuming Wellington, Dane Coles Tasman, Whanganuku and Severi So Targo, Josh Dixon Auckland, Roger Tuavasa Shek Bay of Plenty, Aidan Ross and the Magpies, Falau Fakatawa. What a time to have that talent drop back into the NPC as it's already on fire Nick Kyrgios in action ever in Cincinnati in the lead up to the US Open right about now no surprises Court violations are flying everywhere. And if you missed our chat with Christopher Walker at the start of the hour from DAZN, well, you He is ready for the rematch against Anthony
6: Joshua.
2: I've spoken to people who've been around him and the one thing they say is just how mentally strong he is. I I, I don't think he'd take this fight if if what was going on in Ukraine and the tragic events there, if, if what's going on there was going to affect him.
3: I dare say he'll be using it for him. All right, there you go. There's some sports headlines with Ooh. Gull. Izzy, you heard what Kempy had to say on Sam Kane, mate. Where do you stand? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a great
6: off the back fence there, Um Wow. Look, on the Kane situation, I've already covered that. Uh, uh, yesterday, I just said, look, mate, he's, he is our captain. And what I saw over the last couple of weeks, someone that's trying his guts out, but. Um, I you know, wasn't getting the rules. And just seeing what it, it meant to him after that game, the emotions that were flowing out of him, you know, he's he's been under the pump. And you did right. Because in that position, Kempi, uh, you know, it's always going to be a difficult situation when you're taking over from the GOAT. The GOAT. No one's ever going to be uh, the same as Richie McCaw. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting... But what the Caelan Ponger situation, Kenpy, um alluding to that, look, he's going to... If it has eventuated to what most people are suspecting, what went on in, in the toilet situation. Um, we don't know, and there's still a little investigation going on. The one thing he can do, you look at you look at Cameron Munster, what he did after what happened with him and Cameron Smith, um, Brandon Smith, sorry, not Cameron, Brandon Smith, what happened? They stepped away, they, they left the leadership group, they focused on themselves, they went away, they got help, they realised the situation, the problems that they had, and they stepped away and, and got the help, and now look at them. Now you look at um, Cameron Munster, probably the the best play he's ever played in his career. Like he is outstanding. He gave up drinking for a long time, so he's made the changes. And if it is like Caitlin, this ain't the end of Caitlin. He's just made a mistake. Step away. Give the give that role to someone else. Find yourself. Better yourself on off the field, because on the field has got no problem. Off the field is where the situation lies, and go and better yourself. So yeah, that's my take, mate. Well done on that. And and we've got a little uh, we've got a call here. Regarding um, Sam Kane, and we'll get to John from Auckland Kane. John, morning. Thanks for joining us, brother. Um, what have you got regarding Kempy's off the back fence and Sam Kane?
7: Yeah, more than the crew, more than um Yeah, morina. very, very, very interesting. I think um, <clears throat> a lot of people have given Sam Kane a lot of heat. And uh, for me personally, I think he's an outstanding individual, outstanding man. Um, mm. You know, he's an all black. He's. Probably one of the best in his position at the moment. But for me, I still believe that Adi Savia should be our captain only because he's our best forward at the moment. And he's shown that in every single test match he's played this year.
6: Yeah, no, I understand where you're going, coming from, too, mate. And if, if that situation comes to it and Sam Kane wants to step away because he's been under the pump, Adi Savia will take that job uh, easily. Effortlessly, mate. He is playing outstanding. But the one thing I worry about with that situation is Artie was coach, uh, captain a while back. And did did you feel like being a captain, mate, it puts so much pressure on people. And not that's not captaincy's not for everyone. Leadership's not for everyone, and it can take their focus away from their game. Like Sir Artie is playing outstanding at the moment. But if he was captain, do you reckon he still have the same impact and same influence?
7: Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting question, man. I think uh, last year, as you just pointed out, he was quite good, but, yeah, it could take a lot of pressure or could put a lot of pressure on him. But I will say that, you know, looking from the outside in, when the referee comes and questions the players, it's Artie Savier there most of the time. Mm-hmm. And Sam Cairns, well, Sam Cairns probably just coming out of a ruck, to be fair. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> no, that's right, but John. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, very interesting, boys. Anyways, I'll let you go. I know you got a busy morning. Thank
3: but, you. Yeah, I appreciate you're cool, John.
2: Always love appreciate hearing from you cool, on the
3: Kennards High mm-hmm. phone line. I just want to bounce to Richie really quick because you've got a thought on Caelan Ponga,
2: mate. Yeah, mate. Hey, look, you know, I, I agree with all the fines on the on, on field, but do you think with all these off-field antics that they need to start, as well as finding the player and, you know, standing down the player, they need to start finding the club so that these players actually feel, can see that their actions aren't just having consequences on themselves, but their club?
0: Yeah, I look, up, I think that's a a real grey area that needs to be sorted out. And yes, if you're you're working for your employee and your impl- that's that the process is they try the club has to come up with a, a penalty that the NRL thinks is strong enough. If they don't, then then NRL Integrity Unit steps in, and on some occasions they do both. So I just think it's a real grey area, and it happens too often. Like if we look at this instance, and if it is what we think it is. In the last two years, it's the fourth. It's the fourth instance it's made the papers. So it's a problem, and they need to sort it out one way or the other.
3: Interesting thought there, Richie and John. Before you, the Ken are phone line running hot off the back fence with Kimpy. Oh, of course it is. Twenty-one away from eight. Let's talk some refereeing with Bryce Lawrence after this. Sixteen away from eight o'clock this morning. Plenty of rugby chat around at the moment, but let's do something a little bit different, Kimpy.
0: Yep, let's uh, have a look at this one. Fellas, next month the New Zealand Rugby will be holding an event to officially cap all referees who have overseen an international test match. What an awesome initiative. This project is in full swing right now, which includes tracking down all those whānau of referees who have passed away so that they can still be honoured. The group includes close to 90 refs overall and spans the entire um, mutu of New Zealand, from our very first Test referee in 1899 to the current elite official. Former Test referee Bryce Lawrence is one of those who will be capped. Congratulations, Bryce. He's now NZR's Head of Training and Education. Morena, Bryce.
5: Kia ora, boys. How are you?
0: Oh, we're fantastic, mate. What about you this morning? How are you travelling?
5: Going well, mate. No, no, I'm up in Auckland for a workshop for a couple of days. So, um, no, having a good week. And, yeah, as you say, plenty of rugby talk, so... All good.
0: Yeah. Why has why the New Zealand rugby wanted to do this?
5: I just think it's been something that's been bubbling away for a few years, guys. And, um, you know, they capped the Black Ferns really successfully in the last couple of years, and mm. that was massive for those um, female players. And one of the last groups that had never really like, had the official recognition was referees, and it was something that a few of us Thought was going to be a pretty big initiative if we could get it over the line, and most other Tier One countries around the world have done this previously. So, when I approached Mark Robinson near the end of last year and around the November tour, actually, um, he was really supportive. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a game changer for refereeing to actually get get this far. So you know, it means a lot to um, the referee community, and especially those you know older guys who um, really paved the way for everyone else.
6: 90 referees, pretty exclusive number there, um, Bryce, mate. Uh, has, it, has it been a difficult task? Have you employed Dave Lomas from Lost and Found to to get out there and, <laughs> and help you find you know, the family members and people that have been in the park? It's not an easy job, mate. So talk about the, the, the current situation, yeah, how no. you're doing it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's, that's, yeah like, so there's about 40 living refs, male and female, so we track them down really easy. And we're really fortunate that 38 out of the 40 can can come to the event. Um, some of them come back from overseas for it. So really special to, you know, like have a little bit of a reunion, he? just like we all like to have a few beers with our mates. Yeah. Um, yes. The, the deceased families, um, we try to track them down just through, obviously, the connections. We've got some really great people in the, um, sort of like Museum doing some work. We've got... Um, Chris Jensen, who's our referee statistician and historian, who's doing some great work for us. And we're, so far, we've found six of the um, 37 families of deceased refs. And that's been really great, connecting with their um, sons or daughters or wives who are still living. So we're just trying to track that down. And, you know, you guys having me on the call today will hopefully help connect with one or two other people. And, yeah, we're getting caps done for all 86 referees. And um, it would be great if we could
0: get as many people at the event as possible. Uh, Bryce, look, I'm, I'm, you know, getting the warm and fuzzies about this. I think it's a great initiative. You know, capping keeping the referees, the guys in the middle, I, who I, I, think they they can't have a winner or a loss. To those guys because there's always a winner and a loser, <laughs> so you're you're never thought of wealth by either either teams if they lose, but. Um, <laughs> When, you, when you're talking to these people, these families, especially the ones deceased, and you say, look, we wanna going to recognise your grandfather, your father, and so on, how have they taken the news?
5: Oh, with a lot of pride. Um, yeah, very proud of, obviously, you know, their husbands or, or fathers or grandfathers who have been test referee and just amazed that it's that it's actually going to be recognised. And, I mean, you know, you guys would have... Obviously, played for your country and it meant a lot to you, and it means the same for a ref. It's a, you know, it's an absolute pinnacle that you can do, and um, yeah, like there's some some very very well known referees, Dave Miller, Graham Harrison, who passed away, whose families we've connected with, and um, yeah, I think there'll be very proud moments when the son, and daughter, or wife um, can accept that cap on their behalf.
6: Yeah, we know the importance of what yourself and, and many others have done, Bryce, and uh, we appreciate all your services. Just a quick question before you we let you go, mate. Um, refereeing at the moment, are we seeing a lot of numbers wanting to uh, participate and, and be, become a ref in, in New Zealand? Where, where are we at with the, within the ranks of refereeing?
5: Um, still reasonably positive, is he? Um, like, mm. everything's taken a bit of a hit because of COVID, playing, coaching and ref, so we're no different. Um, we've got a very strong group of um of young, promising male and female referees coming through, and we're lucky in New Zealand that we always have that. But you know every provincial union would need more referees or more people who want to contribute to junior secondary school or senior rugby. So I'd be lying if I said that you know that more weren't needed. But you know we do have a lot of very good ones. We have some great servants and you know in our local provincial unions who you know, referees, 70, 80 games of rugby a year. But, yeah, we could definitely do with more, mate, because yeah. as we get older, some of us are, <laughs> are less able. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm and
6: hearing uh,
0: you. Yeah, don't <laughs> I know that one too well. Hey, Bryce, thanks a lot for joining us this morning on SENZ. All the best, mate, with uh, the reunion, I guess you can call it, and the capping of all these referees around the around the country all Those have gone um, before us and all the current ones as well. I think it's a great initiative, mate, and we just want to wish you the best of luck on the night. Thanks for joining
5: us. Yeah, nice one, guys. Cheers, guys.
3: Hey, Izzy, you won't believe this. David Lomas is on TV3 right now. (laughs)
5: Look, <laughs> if he's
3: right there. I'm just I'm Lovey, just looking at him, da- going. David Lomats is right there. Maybe we we should have wired him into this school to help
6: out Bryce Lawrence and track down the rest of these families. Mate, you wanna find someone, go knock on Dave's shoulder and say, Mate, I need a help. I need a help to find find some whānau, mate. He'll get the job done. Honestly. I was tongue in cheek little He's right there. You've summoned (laughs) him. It's it's worked. That's weird. (laughs) Mate. The TV's always listening. It's like your iPhone. When you start talking about referee, I'll bet you I'll go click on Google and referees will come up.
3: Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on mm. the product. They, they are fully listening. There's 100%. no, there's no oh. way they're not. Mate, Shannon's talking about, oh, you know, we need a new vacu- how many, how vacuum tractors, cleaner.
0: How many tractors do you think are on my phone <laughs> yeah, at the moment? Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and I've got Dyson's <laughs> popping up here, there. We needed a new vacuum cleaner. Dyson's not cheap, although very good like Kubota Tractors, Dyson Vacuum cleaners, is very, very good, as as Dave Lomas is tracking people down as it was Bryce Lawrence, a refereeing. Anyway, eight minutes away from eight, we've gone completely off the railroad there. Izzy's Wizard of the Week, not far away here on SENZ. You're an Izzy
4: Duggy.
6: Izzy's Wizard of the
4: Week.
6: gonna go a bit left field here lads this bloke has been so close on multiple occasions only to fall agonizing short Will Zalatoris Zalatoris, capped off his maiden win at the PGA FedEx St Jude Championship taking home a cool two point seven million dollars US like I said before he's been so close many times most recently finishing second at the US Open T second at the PGA Championship and tied six at the Masters. Three of the four major golf championships he has been knocking on the door. This unassuming Happy Gilmore caddy doppelganger has now got the (laughs) Bobi off his back. (laughs) He knows the feeling of winning, which not many have. Watch him explode on the golf scene now. Never ever give up. Check this stat out: Will Zelatoris world rankings over the last four years: two thousand and eighteen. 2006 in the world 2019 699 2020 147 2021 31 and 2022 ninth in the world so he's broken into the top 10 now the question is now he has won and he's got the maiden off his back will liv come knocking
0: one hundred percent.
6: Oh did I say one hundred million? One hundred million percent.
0: <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> well well there. But mate Zaladteris. Z- 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 Z-
3: Z- did you see did you see the way he won as well? In the three hole yeah. playoff and he's three-hole after playoff. after he's made the putt to go to the playoff What are they gonna say
6: now? <laughs> <laughs> good? So good, eh? So good. You see Adam Sandler, they actually congratulated him. <laughs> 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 Honestly, Adam Sandler congratulated his caddy. Oh, one of the great movies. Happy Gilmore. We'll go watch it. But yeah, Will Zeltouris has won for the first time. Made in victory. Will he go to L.O.V.? 100 million. We'll soon see. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Kendra Coxhead. She's at the Blackburn's camp in, down here in Autotagi Christchurch. Well, boys, don't know about you, but I'm going to go get me another McCafe coffee. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
4: The Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy Sale on now. But hurry, sale ends Sunday. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest
3: unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz
4: This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
6: Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Wednesday the 17th of August, and it's just after 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock here already lads, how good, hope you're having a good day wherever you are, heading to work, at home, tuning into to our show SCNZ, coming up Smithy, later no doubt, Who have a big jam-packed show for you, we'll catch up with him just before we head off here, and he'll carry you through till midday. Ian Stockley-Smith, well we're going to Hawke's Bay, remember, the team, Kempi, Louie and myself are heading to Hastings Chemist Warehouse, brand new store, and we're doing our broadcast from there, inside the store, so if you're listening in Hawke's Bay, come and see us, we'd love to catch up with you later in the week, Friday morning, Thursday night, we're gonna go for dinner somewhere, so send some recommendations where the crew can just head along and have a dinner courtesy of Hachi. Hachi. Thank you, Hachi. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Hachi. Oh, cheers, Hachi. No, uh, if you've just joined us, that's okay. You can head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SENZ app and you can get all the podcasts. We spoke to Bryce Lawrence, he's head of refereeing for the NZR. They are capping all the referees that have ca- um, ref international games. There's 90 odd of them. 90. and They're going to have a big ceremony and uh, they've tracked down 40 of them and they've got a few more that they need to get a hold of. So if you can help them track down some past players, there is a media release on the uh, New Zealand Rugby website and you can go have a look at the names. Dating back to 1899. We also spoke to Christopher Walker. He's a boxing enthusiast from the UK and he talked about the Usyk-Joshua rematch that is happening this week weekend but right now we're going to talk some rugby some rugby and before I say that Smithy's away so Steve McIver Stephen will be taking the show from 9 till 12 so join Steve McIver after this to uh, get all your sporting needs but we're going to talk some rugby now it's test week so let's dare to believe like a black fern because the woman in black this weekend have another crucial stepping stone towards their home rugby world cup with the two match Laurie O'Reilly series kicking off down at Auto Tahi Christchurch. It's a rare occasion for the game to be held down, down here, because I'm here, so much so in Kendra is 50 years playing international rugby. It's <laughs> only a second time running out in the Garden City, and Kendra is on the line now. Morena, Kendra.
8: Morena, team, how are we doing?
6: Good, thank you. Sorry for throwing that fifty years of playing, but you've been around for that long, that <laughs> long. I it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you've been around for that long, mate. Does it, does it ever get old? What's it like being a senior talisman in the squad, mate? Are they, are they still as cheeky as they were when I was back in there? Right, they're
8: even more cheeky these days. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but hey, we love it. You know what it's like. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I guess when you're a bit older on the team, you've got a bit more influence, so you have to be a little bit better behaved in, in the environment and, and be a leader. I'm um, not sure if that's what you did is when, when you were playing. Um, but um, no, I absolutely love it, and that's why I keep coming back. The girls are great.
6: Lead in your own way, Kendra. That's what I say. Lead in your own <laughs> certain way. And uh, those will follow, and those will do their own short of leadership. Hey, quickly. <laughs> I've been watching the socials. You've had a busy week. You've been in the dojo, you've been doing a lot of judo, wrestling, tackling. Has it been an enjoyable week?
8: Yeah, it's been an awesome week, eh? Like, um post obviously our Faracoma Cup game on a Saturday, coming to camp on Sunday and it's kinda of strange, you know, going from um, you know, close to friends, um and you know, getting yeah. in the environment with the girls and and then you yeah, go into the dojo. Um, we all love that full contact, you know, you run up the full contact piece. Um, <laughs> And it's been really good for us. We actually started that back in April, um, leading into into games and usually into our week one all assembling um, and then into a pretty intense training yesterday uh, based around attack. Um, so, the, yeah, the week started off well. And just there's a lot of excitement around, especially for the Canterbury-based girls. Um, you know, we're excited mm-hmm. to, to be playing a quest game in, in Christchurch.
0: Hey Kendra, sixty tests, two World Cups in camp this week. What's it like? What's it like? There enthusiasm there? Is it a bit different from last year? What's it feel like this time?
8: Yeah, it's, it's, it's feeling really, really good. Um, it's obviously a little bit different to last year because we've got a different, different group and different setup. But it's um, now it's feeling good. And I mean, you know, as notion what Smithy brings, and there's a lot of excitement. And you know, our coaching group, are, um, you know, their the quality and. There's just so much learning. Um, there's learning going on in every day. You know, you're you're a student. So, um, yeah, and just the girls are great. I mean, we've got such an awesome bunch of girls that are coming through, and, they, you know, they're, they're young and, you know, some of them are inexperienced. We don't have a lot of tests next to their name, but holy heck, some of them are stepping up, um, and it's really cool to see. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. What, next three, three, to three and a half weeks? Um, you know, the World Cup score is going to be named post this series, um, so there's obviously a lot of competition within the group as well,
6: which is exciting. Yeah, there'll be a lot of edge, no doubt. That is what Wayne Smith brings to an environment. Everyone <laughs> pushing their cause to to get their name read out on that special day. Hey, uh, Kench, what's been the main um, focus area for this camp in this next couple of weeks? Because you've played a couple of tests this year already. So knowing Smithy, you have certain focus areas that you really want to nail going forward to try and get your game plan, what you're trying to play um, better for the World Cup.
8: Yeah, I mean, we took a little bit at the moment around just that, that icing on the cake. You know, obviously during Pack Four was our first time together, and um, we had some wet, wet footy, um, and I think you can, we kind of got a snippet of how we're trying to play. But you know, there's there's a piece in there, and something open about is it, just kind of cause I guess, chaos out there on the pitch, um, creating yeah. a blur and um, attacking. You know, attacking well, like he's obviously got a massive attacking mindset. He's not huge in the kicking game, and. Um, so that's what I think is exciting. We've got electric players, eh, that can, can play this type of game plan. And, you know, he's us, challenging us constantly, um, constantly to, to be better and to, to learn from our plays and to, um, I guess, also express yourself as well, um, which has been, we saw a snippet of that in Pack 4 And we just wanted to take it up to another level these next two games. Um, you know, it's massive, I guess, preparation for the World Cup coming up in about 30-odd days. Um, so, yeah.
0: Hey, Kendra, what's, since Smithy's been in there, what's changed in your role? You know, like you're in that key position. What has he asked you to do and, and what do you think you can, I guess, um, bring to the team under his
8: guidance? Yeah, for me, I think it's been based a little bit around my running game. Um, I probably lost that in the probably the last two or three years and Smithy's just come back and he's like, we need you running. You know, like we know that when a nine runs, it creates havoc for defence fence around the ruck and then it tightens up and then it might be spaced out for our electric wings. So mm. for me, it's just been based around bringing my running game back and um, I'm feeling comfortable with it, like, within the Fire Palmer Cup. You know, I'm absolutely loving it and enjoying it out there and um, that has been a massive focus for me. As in, well, not just me, but all nine. Um, and, you know, just being a threat. He wants everyone out there being a threat and um, that's, you know, it seems to be working really well for me at the moment in the Fire Palmer Cup, so hopefully I can bring that into test in the next couple of games.
6: Oh, I love it. And, and speaking of Smithy not enjoying kicking, well, you've had the greatest in there uh, helping you out, DC, seen it all over the socials, the girls are loving it. What has he brought to, to, to your trainings and, and what has he kind of helped you out with? Mate,
8: do we need to get you
6: in? Are you feeling a bit left out? I actually am. I actually am. I'm, I'm in Christchurch and haven't even heard from Smithy. I'm like, mate. Uh, honestly, well, what do you yeah, want me to come and teach? Break <laughs> breakdown. What do you want? <laughs> Has he told breakdown. some stories? Nah, surely not.
8: Yeah, he's told some stories, all right. But um, I'll talk to him and we'll get you in on Thursday, mate. I know you're a busy man, but I'll tell him to give you a message.
6: <laughs> yeah, it'd be much appreciated. I'd feel loved if he did that. But DC, look, you're gonna get the goat in there. No doubt Richie will be in there too. So <laughs> I've got no chance. But hey, yeah, what's what's he been like? What's he been bringing?
8: Oh, he's awesome. Um, you know, he's massive just around. He doesn't want to change anyone's techniques. Um, he just, mm-hmm. like, kind of watches you and just gives you a little bit of, you know, you're you opening your shoulder up, close your shoulder off, follow through a bit more. Um, you know, so I think he's just kind of, he hasn't, he hasn't done a lot in that space. It's just more around just helping slight little wee things to help um, help with our kicking game. Um, but you said, he's a massive influence. The girls are just fully engaged. As, like, um, you know, when you've got the goat coming in. Um' has been pretty special for the for the group and now we're just enjoying he's obviously very softly spoken and um you know we do I mean I say somebody's not massive on kicking ears in certain aspects um, so yeah. it's just sharpening up the you know where the wingers may potentially be kicking a little bit more or midfield. just you know in the women's games, it's generally just based around mm-hmm. your nines and tens kicking um so we're just trying to grow that across the whole park um, so he's been better at supporting and helping out that.
0: Hey Kendra, just uh, one more question for me just. What has the culture um, change been, considering all the all the stuff that you guys went through last year and the introduction of Wayne and this new way of thinking? What where's that gone within your group as as wahine tour? Toa, um, and what do you guys expect that to to add to your to your playing uh, capabilities? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, like our
8: culture's always been pretty strong in terms of what the group, with the girls and. Um, you know we actually had a media a media um, one of the past black friends in last night to speak to the group and you know she she got emotional talking about it and talked about the culture and how awesome it is and I think everyone in the room I and mean, everyone in the room just gets that feel um there's something special about the the black friends jersey. and um, you know we you know it's all about playing for each other and you know playing for your family and, um, and it's, it's, back, it's back at that again and everyone's feeling really good um, good about that and I think the main thing is about everyone being authentic within the environment um you know you' got you want people to feel like they're at home and have a sense of belonging and and that's what we've mm. we've created um what over the years and just coming in with someone like smithy and in our coaching group with Whitney Hanson who's massive in that space Wesley Clark and then Ted adds his little wee um inspirational chats in there at times too and um the girls are just absolutely loving it there's just a lot of energy around and you know, I mentioned before that you know if we can express ourselves and be authentic off the field then it's going to show on the field um so that's what's been we really have, driven probably in the last six we, months
6: we hear a lot about those coaches but we never really hear about alan bunting what, what influence has he <laughs> had on the on the squad
8: no he's been massive like i know we don't probably talk enough about the guy but holy heck um mm. he's you know, with me being a leader he's been massive for me um you know we took a lot on the last couple of years as leaders and leadership group and he's come in and taken a hit load of pressure off us as leaders and he's doing a lot and he, he chaps and chimes in when he, when he needs to and, um, you know, he's got a lot of knowledge and he, he knows how to build a culture. So he's, far, he's taken that advice both hands, and, you know, for to him and the work that he's been doing with the group.
6: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. You hear a lot about Smitty Ted and, you know, all, all the coaches, but you just never really hear from Alan Bunting, who I'm pretty sure yeah. is, is getting, you know, paved to really take over... The, the role going forward. And uh, look, let's be honest, Smithy's retired about 600 times. So surely the next (laughs) one will be it for him. Trisha's had enough. I've seen her on the plane. She's had enough of it. Give up, Smithy. But hey, Ken, appreciate you coming on the show and shedding some light on the next couple of weeks. Good luck to the girls and um, all the best and prepare well. And then no doubt we'll hear your name read out in a couple of weeks' time, my friend. I'll probably see you for oh, a massage you. anyway. You're probably going to turn up and for a massage again at my house or what?
8: Mate, when I can see the way that you feed your cattle, I'm not sure if, <laughs> if I want to see that again. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> hey,
6: whoa, whoa, whoa. Kendra, 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 what? Hey, whoa, hey, spill the tea. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey spill on on the, Kedra, spill the tea, Come on, do not. Kendra, they are well fed. They're
8: fat. Look at <laughs> them. As long as yeah, that's the main thing, right? As long as you, as long as you're feeding them, that's the main thing. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter how, as long as you get it done. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
6: oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, farmer dagg. Kendra, Kendra, I'm gonna have the SPCA over here in a minute. Don't oh, you stop.
8: <laughs> <laughs> oh, farmer Dag, It's great to watch. I'm
6: I'm, sell- I'm selling them today, Kendra. I've got a guy coming over ten I've had enough. I'm sick of those things. Ten so bucks age. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Songs so I get, I love it. It's
8: because of the fence that you've got, mate.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kids! I don't bring you on the show to pay me out just because you come and get a message here. It's don't gold. tell everyone my dark secrets, okay?
8: <laughs> yeah, no, that's what i think enough, man. <laughs> <how much> <laughs> <stuffy>. <laughs> Oh, man. I
6: love it. Oh, I love it. All all yeah, right. Right. good to hear thank from you, Kendra. You wait till you get all right. here next time. <laughs> I'm going to pop your tyres. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> all right. See you later. It was Kopsedge, great. Wow, it was going really good until the end, and <laughs> she just That was icing on the cake, cake mate. That was <laughs> icing
0: on the cake. <laughs> hey, you can you can actually feel the the difference, eh? Like you can feel yeah. it, like the way she's talking and the confidence. And now asking about her role, I think I, you know that was really important for me because you don't make changes if you don't know what you need to do. And she nailed it straight away. She said he just want. Mm. I can I can see Smithy going do. I just want to run
3: more. Here's a text for both of you guys from um, someone who hasn't left their name, but it goes into that conversation. Morina, boys, when you were operating at your best while playing, what tools were put in place to create an environment where you could succeed? Like what Alan Bunting is obviously doing right now, what were they for when you guys were playing, Is Izzy?
6: Um, look, I was lucky, man. I had I had leaders through and through when I started playing, so I just had guys that had done it all, the greatest players of all time, in my eyes anyway, to ever player of the game that were there. And I just got to witness greatness every single day right in front of me. And before I got to the All Blacks, or, you know, like, yeah I'm talking about the All Blacks here, before I got there, I thought I knew a bit. I got there, I knew absolutely nothing. Well, like You see what happens on the training field, you see what happens on the field, but, man, you see the things that goes in behind the scenes when they're at home. Um just it's mind-blowing and it really opens your mind to actually you know nothing at all and there's no secret to why these people are so successful because they put in so much mahi and effort behind the scenes so that's what the the tools the best tools i could ever have is just watching the greatest players play the game what Mm. they do and how they go about their work yeah
0: i don't think anyone really appreciates the amount of work that goes on to get a football team on the Mm. football field to perform at their best, you know, because you're talking. Not only does a player have to prepare and, and do all the fundamentals and get himself ready to go out there in the right frame of mind, but you have to create the environment, you have to create the culture, you have to make like simple things like food and 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 sleeping quarters and putting the the week together. You know, so there's so mm. many pieces, and the and the best the uh, as an operator op, operating under, under it as a player and a coach, the best time that you played in
3: your coach was when all of that was taken care of because you didn't have to worry about it. That and makes sense. And and look, there's no lack of resource, no no shirking of resource for the black ferns this year. They've been given the best coaches, the best resource. Oh, we awesome, want eh? we want it is so cool. You know, this is as close to parity as we've ever had, Izzy. And it's so cool. And I feel the country is starting to really rally behind our uh, blackferns this year especially. For ticket info, head to blackferns dot com and catch all the action this season. This weekend, Laurie O'Reilly down there in Christchurch Second time they've played there in Kendra's fifteen year career. That is crazy to me. So if you're in the Garden 50. City fifty. Yeah. Fifty.
0: Hey hey is here's a text. Morning lads. Portside Bar on Marine Parade would love to host the team. so this is obviously coming from the owner. Happy to shout a few
3: Hawks Bay Lagers.
6: Portside Bar, I've been there a few times. Well, you know what? We'll hold you to that. We'll go there, boys. Unless there's a,
3: and is a bit of offer. Double eight, double three. Uh, let's, let's <laughs> play you off against each other. Nah, love hey, it. Love it.
6: Portside Bar, it's Hutch's shout, so we'll come.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 22 minutes past eight. Here with Kimis Warehouse. Great savings every day. Puli Mawati, the party. Not far away. Seven minutes past eight AM this morning. Is he's left his pool house to go out and um, try and give these cows some CPR Kempy, which is probably a good thing.
0: <laughs> uh good good girl, Kendra, you know, like coming out with that. Obviously go back a long way those two. And um oh look I was really impressed with uh the way she articulated that whole conversation in and around Alan Bunting and Smithy and and Ted and and what they've been doing and what she's expected to be doing and even that conversation you just said about the media um, going through the right avenues to get her on the on the call today, Louis. Just that whole professional shift for me, you know, Wayne Smith's just come in and gone, he basically it's like a, a corset. So it was really, really loose and he's just pulled his strings tight and said, right, this is professionalism, pulled it tight and said, this is how we're going to operate.
3: Love it, and it bodes very well for them. tab.co.nz, that's where we'll go to have a look at the mods with Paulie Muati. Now, Paulie, do you guys open books on the Black Ferns caps?
1: The Black Ferns, what, matches? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. Outstanding. Yep.
3: I'll have a forage through yep. and see if yep. I can find uh, Saturdays.
1: Yeah, I think the boys are working on them as we speak, so hold the phone.
3: Outstanding. Laurie, yeah, Laurie yeah. O'Reilly um, gets underway They'll be fired up uh, NPC people starting to have a little nibble At the MPC now some of the All Blacks are back And are out, about
1: oh, oh boy are they ever uh, we, Of course we've got Wednesday Night Footy tonight With Otago hosting Hawke's Bay And we've seen some action in this match Otago who opened up at $1.92 Wow And now into $1.57 Hawke's Bay who opened up at $1.95 And now Otago. out to $2.50 So there's a bit of cash on Otago um, in that match result market. We've also got a bonus back promotion on this match, so I thought I'd let you know uh, where the cash is going in the winning team and margin uh, option. And I can tell you, almost half of the turnover in that market is on Otago win by one to twelve at two dollars and sixty cents. So a big push for the locals to win a close one tonight. the money is on, and and we've seen a bit of movement in another are they, are game they as a bit well. Sick, Paul.
4: Paul, Are what? they all right?
1: Play your cows, the
6: locals. <laughs> 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 Louis, <Lovely. laughs> shut your mouth. That,
1: that, counties. Manukau, have uh, there's been a bit of movement there, and I guess with the uh, the troops uh, arriving back from South Africa, uh, that's why we've seen it. But counties Manukau, who were north of three dollars yesterday, now into two dollars and seventy cents. They've moved from a seven and a half point underdog to a five and a half point underdog. So um, there are a few canny punters who jumped on that good price of counties uh, at about, I think it was around 320, um, now into 270 counties, in Money And of course, Black Caps' first one day international against the West Indies is tomorrow morning, and it's almost one way traffic in that head to head market. Black Caps very well backed at $1. 47, and the best backed Kiwi batter. Devon Conway they jump in on Conway he's 420 to be the New Zealand top run scorer uh, the favourite in that market Martin Guptill he's at 340 not without friends but the best back Devon Conway
0: hey Paulie have you opened up a book on me and Izzy's MPC competition because okay. after this weekend I'm going into dollar fifteen. I think
6: <laughs> <laughs> you're not Kimmy. you're not mate honestly Taranaki's going to let you down
1: horrible Crikey, they have be, they've struggled the first
4: couple of weeks, Taranaki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do a worry. <Tata-nucky>. It's all <laughs> Tata-nucky. right. is coming
0: <laughs> back. They're going to the top.
3: <laughs> hey, look, not just Taranaki, but the fans have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, <laughs> I think. Paulie, great to have you on today. Uh, 29 away from nine. Hey, before the end of the show, Debbie from Property Apprentice will be here. So it'll be good to catch up with Debbie. There's an OCR uh, announcement today. Inflation, obviously, whew. So we'll see what that does for interest rates. We'll catch up with Debbie a little bit later on. After this, some sports headlines with Gull. Right now, it's Aroha with Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SCNZ, we are 27 minutes away from 9am this morning. Let's get some sports news headlines with Gull. Fueling your mission, pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit Gull.nz. Now, hey, tomorrow uh, we have live cricket commentary. ODI cricket as well against the top tier of at West Indies here. Live on SCNZ from 6am this morning. Uh, tomorrow morning. We will still be... ...available on our podcast channels. We've got a chat with Pete Burling. We've got a chat with Joseph Parker. So a big day to head to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast... ...and have the SENZ app on your phone. We'll have plenty going in. But how's this? Since the one-day World Cup final in 2019 at Lourdes... ...yes, we all shiver at the thought of it... ...we have played just 14 one-day internationals. Ten of them against Ireland, Netherlands and Scotland. Kane Williamson has only played twice. Lockie Ferguson only four times. So it's quite a rarity we see our top string team playing top string opposition in one day cricket at the moment, which is quite interesting. Now, it's also D-Day for New Zealand rugby. We know that we should have an update on what's going on with who will be coaching the team against Argentina in only, what's that, 11 days time or so. The board is meeting today. From what we can gather, it seems like it's a vote, which is an interesting way to go about the process. Um, Jason Ryan, he's been into the All Blacks environment now. The Fords, it's fair to say they muscled up in South Africa, and Jace had some really interesting insight on that.
1: I think, in all honesty, what they need is they need certainty and confidence in, in what they're trying to achieve. And we've stripped a little bit out, and we've just presented a clear plan and a system that... I believe the boys have bought into you know there's there's a there's a wee way to go yet and I know it's test rugby and you've got to win every week I get that you're not building competition points but you know there's there's some boys here in Africa that are are actually generally boys especially in the four packs some younger fellas that haven't had a lot of test rugby so there's nowhere better to test it
3: and they did and they've come back men maybe some of them be. does that resonate
0: Oh, yeah, that's what we're saying about you know. There's nothing like experience, you know. I've been saying that about young Volkman at Standoff for the for the Warriors. He's the only one who's guaranteed to be here next year in that jersey. Um, and you've got to throw you've got to throw them in the in the deep end and, and see if they can swim. So that's what Jason Ryan's basically talking about. I've got a bunch of young blokes. I don't really know what what I've got. They've bought into to my philosophy, and here I have. I have a chance to actually see whether or not they can make it work and the best arena to do that is Test Match Rugby but mate very astute very astute you know what I mean you could listen
3: to him all day couldn't you
0: yep and he's like uh, the best part of that conversation for me was you know um, he's just talking about time mm. you know he's saying you know it's not going to happen now but you know basically give me some more time with him and we're going to see some shift and I lo- I really like that you know he's just so transparent oh.
6: So clear, decisive with his messaging, you know, open, transparent, like, mate, just everything, everything, it's just, let you know what it is, He ain't been around the bush, and he said, mate, they are young, that's, mate, I didn't know, but that was Wolf Jordan's first game in South Africa.
3: Oh, because <laughs> Super Rugby, they haven't...
6: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he never went there, so someone that's been around in forever, it feels like. First time in South Africa. So there's a whole bunch of them going out to South Africa. It's test match footy. They've had to strip it back. They've had to chuck out a few things. But you're just giving these guys the belief in the tools. You talk about tools and resources, Kempi. The tools and resources to go out there and perform. And in two weeks, we are seeing that already with Jace Ryan and the, the forward pick.
3: He did talk about time. You could hear that he sees, sees the players buying in. It made me think, what does Jace want out of this All Blacks review? Uh, what does Jace want from this coaching system? Like, it, it, you know, because I think a few weeks ago you would say, "Oh, obviously he wants to be with his man Razor," but he's obviously bought into what Foster has explained. He's obviously, as he said it earlier, he's in the All Blacks. He's on te- the All Blacks ticket, so now he's mm-hmm. in there. Are his allegiances to Foster in his heart of hearts? What will he want, Kimpie? Well, part part of me is saying that I don't even think they've
0: spoken to him. You know, like. When when the comment come out, stay in your lane. Like Jace has been in there for two weeks to 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 get him to comment on what he's seen in in that period of time, two to three weeks. I think would be unfair on Fuzzy.
3: No, not but just not necessarily contribute to the decision making. Is he? But I more mean like, what do you think he actually? What do you think is best case scenario for him now? Who does he want to work under?
6: <laughs> oh mate. Uh look, at, probably Razor. I'm going to be completely honest. He'd love to get, get form that relationship back with Razor and, and be a part. I'm only assuming. But, um, look, he's in the All Blacks ticket at the moment. He's doing his job. He's focusing on the forward pack. He's focusing on, on what they need to do to be the best forward pack in the world and get back to where they've been. So he'll just be focusing on that. I, I really think about it, if I'm going to be completely honest. And what's happening in the background won't really bother. Well, he'll be listening, but he his job's safe. He knows that, and we know that. His job is safe no matter what happens from this. If there is a clean out, his job is completely safe. So, all he can do is focus on the now and where he is at the moment, not get caught up in it. And yep. once that happens, they've got a test match in 10 days. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, that, and I just <laughs> and want to cr- touch on that. I, Izzy, I just want to yeah. touch on that. Is that clean out like a proper clean out? Shand, Anoka, you know, does does it actually include the auxiliary, not just the I head think coach? So.
6: Uh, 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 what I'm hearing is if someone else gets it I think it's yeah it's a total a total clean out that's, that's what I'm hearing so yeah crazy times crazy situations I just can't imagine an all that team without Shannon and Anoka in there because they were just there the whole entire time I was there but you know if someone else comes in they want to freshen things up everything must every
3: good thing comes to an end we all know the cliches there's millions mm. of them it'll be so interesting mm. today is such a crucial day uh, it's um it's almost quite anxiety-inducing, and I'm not even involved. 20 minutes away from nine, Debbie <laughs> from Property Apprentice is nearly here. We'll catch up with her after this.
8: Shop the Chemist Warehouse bundles of JoySale and find 25% off the B-Box range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz.
6: You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on
4: SENZ.
3: Quarter to nine this morning. It is Smithy up after nine. We will catch up with Smithy. I'm sure McIver is in on the Arvos, so there's the confusion there. But right now, it's time to catch up with one of our regulars, Debbie from Property Apprentice. Great timing to have you in studio today with an OCR announcement beckoning.
9: Uh, no, I timed it perfectly. Joking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, everything, nothing in radio is a surprise. Everything is well constructed. But um, is this going to affect people out there prospectively looking at houses or people within? Interest rates?
9: Yeah, it could do. So with the OCR announcement, I mean, just about everyone's expecting it to increase by 0.5 today. So, you know, what people need to remember is that the OCR tends to affect the shorter term interest rates rather than the longer term ones. At the moment, we're seeing interest rates trending downwards just about right across the board because uh, even though the OCR can affect interest rates, there's this other thing called swap rates, which also affect interest rates. And swap rates are trending down worldwide. So yeah, so we're seeing a period where interest rates are coming down, even though the OCR is increasing. So it's it's good and bad news for people. You know, with interest rates rising, with the OCR increasing, banks' test rates for mortgages are really high, you know, up to about eight percent. So that makes it hard to get lending. Prices are still coming down, so great time to be buying, but hard to get Mm. lending. Mm. For people that have already got mortgages, uh, you know, having an an increasing OCR can freak people out, so that's why I just wanted to talk about how the fact that the OCR is increasing doesn't necessarily mean that interest rates are going to rise. But yeah, one of the things that I think people should look out for is um, we could enter a period where the short term and the floating rates are higher than the longer term interest rates. At the moment the floating rate's higher than just about everything. Uh, the, all of the other fixed rates are on the way down but we could enter a period where the you know one year and two year rates could be Higher than the three, four, and five-year rates, for example, and people always make the mistake of fixing long-term when that happens because they look for the cheapest rate. Mm. So mm. yeah,
0: are you are you looking at um, all of the the international uh, happenings with the Chinese at the moment, with all those um, deals falling over, the all those bonds not being met, and then how that's transitioning back to New Zealand and affecting our economy because there's big talk on our economy down here being quite quite strong mm. and yet our OCR still pumping points into it yeah and long term it actually it looks like if that's the case and we are getting through that that strong period is it the right time just to wait a little bit longer if you are looking at um, interest rates that longer term rate
9: uh, so like my opinion is that with interest rates trending downwards, uh, you want to be careful about fixing for too long because, you know, when interest rates are on the increase, if you break an interest rate and refix at a higher interest rate, you're not going to get charged break fees. You might just get charged a minimal, you know, a minimal refinance charge, you know, like 10 bucks or whatever uh, for administration. But when interest rates are on the downturn, if you're coming off a high interest rate and refixing for a lower one, the banks will sting you with really high break fees. So, you know, this is where people make the mistake of fixing long term because long term can be the cheapest rate at this stage or, or coming up to this stage. And uh, so they choose the long term rate because it's the cheapest one on offer at that particular time. We're not there yet, but I suspect it's not going to be too far away. Look, early next year, we could see the OCR coming down. Yeah. So, mm. you know, what are you going to do? If you choose a five-year rate because it looks cheapest at the time and then early next year interest rates plunge, then you're going to be like, oh, we made a mistake, let's break that cost, and it could be huge, the mm. break fees.
0: Yeah, do your numbers. Yeah. I, you know, personally, do your numbers on that, A eh, before I, what I personally think is do your numbers on that, wait till that period, I think, for a little bit longer before you make a decision on on that longer term, because it does hurt. If Absolutely. you've got a longer term, people looking at three to five years, yeah, and just right up probably makes a massive difference. Makes
9: a massive difference. And there's, you know, like um, Tony Alexander, he's, you know, I mean, everyone knows Tony Alexander, right? So he's, he's recommending at the moment that, you know, probably it's about right for people to start looking at just the one year fixed rate and just keep rolling that over until the long term rates come down again, which I think makes perfect sense
6: hey debbie great to have you in studio i'm down here in Christchurch. you probably can't see me but i can see you the housing market is pretty dire at the moment and, and you know if you've a rental if you've got a couple of rentals you're looking at it and you're thinking man it's pretty tough times at the moment but for first home buyers when are we um hoping to see a bit of a shining light coming out of the housing market and when are you expecting that to turn around and maybe come back
9: Yeah, I honestly think that the housing market could turn around a lot sooner than a lot of people think. Uh, And and look, we don't sell property at Property Apprentice, so I've got no vested interest in saying that. But I do think that things are going to turn. One of the reasons I think things are going to turn is because just the numbers of people that are registering for our free events, that's been increasing Mm. over the last month Mm. or so. So That's you know we, yeah. we tend to get the first glimpse at what the general public's thinking mm, you know yeah, so right. when people start getting interested in learning more about it that's an indication that they're getting ready to jump into the market. Like I said, at the moment, um, getting lendings the tricky part. Yeah,
0: banks need to they they need to soften a little bit, don't they?
9: Yeah, and they will because banks mm. make money by lending money. But you know, as soon as bank rules start to relax a little 100%. bit, then people will jump back in the market, and then we'll get the people wishing that they'd bought sooner rather than later. I think Izzy, um, with house prices, you know, having a bit of a downturn a bit of a downturn mm. at the moment, That's it's literally like the whole country's gone on sale, you know. And so mm. the housing market <laughs> is literally the only thing I can think of where people go, oh, they're having a sale on the thing that I want to buy, but I'm going to wait until house prices <laughs> pick up again, you know. And they do it every cycle. Mm. You don't, you know, mm. like if you're going to buy towels... And Briscoe's has a sale on towels. You don't wait till they stop that sale before you go in and buy them. so true. <laughs> I
0: was, I, I was, I was so told true. a while ago that all the big um, housing companies, they wait till now and then they buy everything.
9: Yeah, a they lot of them do. They just go don't. out and
0: buy everything, yeah, at this time. So everyone goes, no, no, hold off, hold off. And the big housing companies go, no, 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 buy, buy, buy.
9: Yeah, and experienced <laughs> investors are out there shopping at the moment. You know, it's like you got to, we call it counter-cyclical investing. You know, when everyone else is sitting on the sidelines that's the time to get stuck in.
3: Outstanding, Debbie. Oh, um, helping Kiwis... need
6: some money, Deb. <laughs> uh, oh, you're fine, mate.
3: Selling your cows today, that's plenty. Helping Kiwis create yeah. better retirement time and plans. Propertyapprentice.co.nz. Thanks so much for coming into studio. Always a pleasure. Thank you. No worries. There you Thank go. Thank you, Debbie. S- smithy, not far away.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it.
4: Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.